Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. For today, I want to do a very casual, very chatty update episode. I'm calling this segment journal entry because it's kind of just a brain dump in what I hope is a semi-cohesive delivery of things that have been on my mind lately and things that I've been thinking about and that I want to share and I want to chat through. And it's almost like these episodes I can use as a space to, number one, have mini conversations about topics on my mind and then depending on the episode feedback maybe I can explore those in more detail sometimes what happens in these very casual episodes is that I'm like oh I need to talk about this a little bit more I need to explore this further but I need to introduce it in this way in order to get the creative juices flowing and Something that is very important to me, and we're going to talk a little bit about creativity in this episode, is experimentation, is trying new things, and taking the pressure off myself creatively from time to time to be perfect and to articulate everything perfectly and have a full script written out and the rest. So this is going to be an episode where we touch on a few different things. If you had any follow-up questions on any of the topics that I'm going to be discussing today, then of course you can leave them in the Q&A feature for this episode or send me a DM or lastly, you can submit an anonymous question or comment in the link in the show notes. I want to start with an update on my fitness and health in general because I've had a lot of stuff going on with my health. I was diagnosed with sleep apnea late last year. I have been kind of on a separate note, just putting off a few different things, checkups, blood tests, that kind of thing that I've now finally prioritized and that's felt really good. And I may at some point talk about my sleep apnea journey in a little bit more detail at some point, but the brief update that I will provide is that my energy levels have increased substantially, which has been amazing. I'm finally starting to feel what it's like to get a good sleep, and so my relationship with exercise has felt different as well. I think the disposable energy that I have to exercise and to be excited about movement has 
increased a lot, understandably so, since I've been getting a better sleep. And I believe that the last update I provided on my kind of fitness routine was that I was really enjoying going to the gym and, you know, I would walk on the treadmill. I had my little Netflix show that I would watch at the gym and I was really enjoying that. But I honestly think with the weather getting nicer, I just was wanting to be outside and I was missing my outdoor walks. So I've been reintroducing outdoor walks as the prominent component of my physical activity and I've been loving it. I forgot because I had been switching to more indoor workouts and you know it's quite rainy here throughout the winter often so that was really working well and now that the sun is out and I'm just feeling so strongly like I want to be outside, I have been loving going on walks and I also, this is a kind of segue into the next part of the update is I have been loving audiobooks. Now this isn't necessarily a new thing for me. I've loved audiobooks for a long time but to be 100% honest when I was using Audible and I was only getting like one audiobook a month and I was having to pay for that subscription I just wasn't using it as my primary kind of source for reading. I've talked about this so many times I feel on Instagram specifically about this app called Libby and I have been loving that for audiobooks you basically connect it with your library card and then you can get free audiobooks you do sort of have to put holds on things just like you would at the library but what I've found is I can find one to start with put a few holds on ones that aren't already available and then as soon as the one that I'm listening to is coming almost to an end usually a another book becomes available honestly I think that this is really important for me is finding audiobooks and finding ways of consuming books that is number one really enjoyable to me but number two that integrates well with my walking routine because sometimes when it comes to things like walks or going to the gym I generally, my attitude towards those things, even though I know I feel so good when I'm doing them, is leading up, I like dread it or I'm just not feeling it at all. Whereas when I have something that I am really enjoying listening to or when I was going to the gym, I would watch Netflix when I was on the treadmill, I really look forward to my movement. And it's not that I necessarily need that every single time, But it's just really helped me to establish a slightly different relationship with movement and exercise where it's enjoyable, where it's not all about punishing myself. It's about enjoying myself, listening to something nice, listening to a story that is really interesting to me and taking in my surroundings. So it's a slow process, but overall I've been really enjoying shifting my relationship to exercise and yeah, Libby and audiobooks have been top of my list in terms of how I've been consuming books as of recently and I've also found that I actually really right now I'm in a phase where I prefer consuming books in that way because it allows me to also just do my routine so I can clean the apartment while I'm listening to my audiobook or you know cook dinner while I'm listening to it and I really like that and it's also helped me to kind of have the same experience with those mundane tasks where 
I know it sounds kind of simple, but for me, integrating things that are pleasurable into activities that I kind of in general don't look forward to has been a really positive change that I've made. Another thing that I've kind of changed sort of in the last little while with respect to my attitude towards reading is this is an area of my life that is for my own enjoyment and pleasure. And I think that there are so many areas of our lives that are so productivity oriented or, you know, accomplishment goal oriented. And reading for me is that one area where I really try to remove that energy from it. And I do find that something like the Goodreads challenge where you have a goal for the year sometimes that establishes this relationship for reading where it's like I'm just ticking things off the list and I'm reading slightly shorter books so that I can meet my goal and I'm doing all these things just to meet this external goal that I set that is in a way meaningless. Now I do enjoy setting goals, reading goals for myself because reading brings me so much joy and pleasure so if I have a goal then it helps me to prioritize that activity, but I have just noticed some behaviors with respect to that area of my life, and I mean, it's not just reading. It goes for a lot of my hobbies where I can't sometimes just allow myself to enjoy it and really take in a story and not rush through things and to really understand the story and understand the characters and it's almost been like a little practice or challenge for myself not to rush through books and also if I'm not feeling them to not finish them or not finish them every single time sometimes I'm like okay let's just let's just see because I have this sense of like maybe it will get better with time but otherwise I feel like life is too short and there's so many books out there and for me to force myself to read something that I really don't like at all and isn't bringing me that sense of joy and satisfaction I just sometimes feel like what's the point of doing that to myself reading really has become so prominent in my life in the last little while in that it's immersive it helps me to focus because I feel like my attention span with being on social media professionally and also just in my personal life has really kind of had a negative impact on my attention span I will say although I am a big fan of social media I think it would be undeniable for me to say that it has affected my attention span and so reading for me has been a way of kind of I guess balancing that out and not forcing myself to, but encouraging myself to consume things in longer formats and things that require more of my attention in order to fully understand because I can really feel the difference between reading something but also being extremely distracted and my attention being on other things versus the experience of reading something and being really immersed in it. So that's brought me a lot of joy. It's also helped to ground me as well and interestingly I find that it just helps to anchor me and it helps to take me out of rumination or overthinking because I'm placing my attention on something else and I feel like I've talked about this before in episodes specifically in the episode about routine where in the past I felt like I had to be doing all of these things for my well-being and sometimes that felt a little bit overwhelming but honestly reading was something that I never considered 
really could have a really positive impact on my well-being until very recently when I recognized that being so immersed in something, being immersed in a story that I love and that I'm excited about and taking my mind off of ruminating about little things or overthinking things has actually really had a positive impact on my well-being and I was kind of surprised to start to observe that in myself. Now, speaking of well-being, one thing that I've been encountering, which I sometimes hesitate to discuss because I think it's so normal and I think it's so natural, and the more that I am hard on myself about it, it feels like I'm making a problem out of something that is just a natural part of the creative process, which is the experience of feeling like we're in a creative slump or rut. And what I mean by you know, this being a natural thing and sometimes not really wanting to talk about it a whole lot is sometimes I feel for myself, the harder I try to get out of a slump and the bigger a deal I make it, the longer it lasts. And there are behaviors that I've begun to observe that actually do help me move through those kind of slumps or those ruts, but also just being able to relax a little bit, recharge. I've mentioned that I kind of have started to look at my creativity as a battery and understanding the value of. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Allowing things to kind of be still, recharge, reset. Being on social media is just one example, or, you know, having a podcast or whatever my form of creative expression is, of a very outcome-oriented creative process, meaning there's a certain amount of pressure to be producing content and 
putting out videos, etc. And because of that, sometimes I feel that the only useful part of my creative process is when I'm actually putting something out into the world. Whereas I've begun to look at it a little bit more as every aspect of it being important, not just the things that make it into public eyes. Kind of like flowers growing, the the root system underneath really supports the growth of the flower and that is something that I've had to remind myself of because there have been times where I just really feel like I'm pushing myself to put something out just for the sake of it and not really seeing the value in the less visible forms of creativity and the more reflective forms of creativity. I mentioned that I've identified some things that help me to get out of this place of feeling like I'm in a slump or a rut, but I feel that it's important to say that when I implement these practices is when I feel that I've been sitting in that space for a little bit too long and I'm beginning to feel stagnant. So for example, if you picture like a cycle or an up and down movement, you have the peak where I have a peak of creative energy and I feel like things are flowing and I feel really good. And then there's kind of the down fall where I go into a little bit more of a restful phase but then when I'm ready to kind of come out of that phase and start creating again sometimes I really resist that process and avoid it and really just don't attend to my creativity which begins to create sort of a buildup of energy and I can feel this physically quite often I feel very frustrated and agitated and what I found to keep things flowing is when I'm in that kind of lull of creativity and I don't really feel like putting anything out there into the world and anything that I would be putting out there into the world would be from a place of obligation and not necessarily inspiration or genuine desire to create something. When I'm in that place, what I've realized is although I don't need to be actively creating anything necessarily I need to keep the creative momentum going in whichever small ways I can because if I don't do that that's when I start to experience this build-up and almost just general avoidance and resistance towards anything creative so what that looks like for me is to continue even when I'm in sort of a restful phase where I'm not necessarily putting things out there into the world or actively creating to continue to keep things going, to continue to journal, to write down ideas, to talk about my creative endeavors, to make little voice notes, even if it's just a couple of sentences, that really helps me to not get to this point where I feel so blocked and I feel like I can't come up with anything. So I've just been having this practice where I've been trying to every day sit down, write down a couple of ideas for you know, my different channels and my different outlets of creativity and to just practice that in small ways. I've also been introducing things into my creative life where I don't put any pressure on myself to be like great or to monetize. So you guys might have seen online that I started playing violin and taking violin lessons and that's been a really good way for that aspect of my being to be exercised without any amount of pressure and to just try something new and be bad at something but to enjoy that part of the process and to enjoy the learning process and to enjoy being creative in my own way with it 
And I really have felt that in the past, creative slumps and creative ruts have taken a big toll on my self-confidence and my image, my self-image. And it's been very important for me to recognize that for me, at least the way I've experienced my creativity thus far, the the lows, the lows are inevitable, but reframing how I relate to them, reframing my narrative to them, because when you remove the pressure to be an expert or to make a bunch of money off your creativity, something being in a more restful kind of lull is not actually a problem. It's like sleeping. It's just dormant and it's recharging and it's not actually necessarily a problem that that's happening. But for me, when I apply all this pressure on, I need to be you know, producing something all of the time, always at my peak of efficiency and productivity, that's when I start to feel myself approaching burnout territory. And I've become very protective of my creativity because it's such a joy for me to create that as soon as I start kind of getting to that territory of creating the majority of things out of obligation and putting a lot of pressure on myself and not taking those breaks, that's when I know that I need to kind of take a step back. I also find that documenting the highs and lows is helpful to me and sometimes actually being aware of the timelines and the patterns because I don't really then fear the lows and I don't think that there's something wrong when I'm in one. I can recognize that it's just a point in time and a lot of the times it's actually connected to hormones and the cycle of hormones that I experience on a monthly basis. Being aware of this and the patterning of it and the fact that, hey, I've experienced this low before many, many times and then it's I've bounced back from it. It's almost like I have short-term memory loss when I'm in a low and I'm like, nope, this is it. My creativity is going to dry up now and, you know, it was fun while it lasted. But being able to remind myself that I've thought that way before and I've still managed to come back from it and, you know, regain that sense of inspiration helps me to be less worried and prone to catastrophic thinking when I'm in those periods. Another thing that I wanted to discuss, and I do want to do a full episode on this at some point, so if you have any thoughts specifically on this theme, I would love if you shared them in the anonymous submission link, which is in the description box. I have been talking a lot with my girlfriends and with Jamie and with a lot of people in my life about this phase of your 20s, at least For me, this is where I'm at and I've felt this since I've left really structured settings such as school and work of completely lacking any sense of community and ultimately, you know, having even a circle of friends but still feeling lonely on some level, on a deeper level. And my experience with community outside of school and work, I was raised in the Catholic Church and have since left that religion, but I actually talked about this on TikTok about how I haven't really found any similar type of community or anything that really gives the same sense of 
support and of gathering and sort of routine around community and around gathering. I don't intend to go back for my own personal reasons, but I'd love to know if there's anything that you've experienced or that you've been involved in that has given you that sense. I think I've just realized getting late into my 20s and also thinking about family and all these things, just how important that aspect of my life is and how in a sense I haven't really been intentional or putting in a great deal of effort to cultivate that. And that is also coming from a place of kind of not having grown up in a certain place. But I never want to get to this point where I use that as an excuse and I don't allow myself to go out and build community because I know that there are so many people in the same boat. And I've just had so many conversations with my friends and other people that I'm connected to about the importance of this and feeling that more and more. So I do want to talk about that in a full episode and kind of explore this tendency within myself to retreat, to avoid community and forming community. And there's also this tendency that I've noticed within myself to assume that someone is going to do that for me and someone's going to just kind of like hand me a community on a plate without me having to put any in any effort because I think that putting an effort to create community for me is something that feels very vulnerable or to join a community it feels very vulnerable and to put yourself out there and say like hey I'm feeling a little lonely and I'm feeling like I'm missing something in this realm it's a vulnerable thing to say and then to act on and I think in the past my avoidance of not just community but forming friendships has made me just become more isolated which is something that I have identified as not really what I want to experience and I really have prioritized friendship and forming friendship in a much more prominent way in the last little while and I've felt such positivity from having done that that I want to extend that into okay how can I get this feeling of community where I live or beyond and so I do want to explore that in an episode I just have to put a little bit more thought and maybe a little bit of structure into it but more to come on that very soon so we have a few themes in there some a little bit more reflective than others but if you have any thoughts as to something you'd like to see included in a longer form episode about any one of these topics that I discussed then feel free to reach out and let me know but yeah I hope that you are doing well I wanted to do this quick little catch up and just share some things that have been on my mind I think it's always good and healthy for me to have a much more casual conversation and so I hope you enjoyed this one I'll see you in the next episode and thanks for listening hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.